Hey there, and welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in inspiring conversations with leaders in ministry and ministry partnerships. These discussions allow for us to learn more about different leaders and their experiences as we navigate questions about their call to ministry, the challenges they have faced, things they wish they knew or would share with others, and so, so much more about what it means to live into their calling. This community is truly a place to find those who get you, and we hope that what you hear encourages you and gives you takeaways for your own journey. Here's a little bit about our guest today. Our guest for this episode is Rachel Wade. Rachel is the founder and chief encourager at All of Us, a ministry where women share their in-process stories, recounting to remember God's goodness and faithfulness. She received her Bachelor of Arts in Communications from the University of Cincinnati and is currently pursuing her Master of Arts in Contextual Leadership at Pillar Seminary. Writing poetry, prose, and devotionals are some of her favorite ways to share God's glory and His love. You can read Rachel's writing at She Reads Truth, The Fallow House, and Substack. Living, loving, and leading in San Francisco for the last decade, Rachel enjoys teaching at Epic Church SF, collaborating with individuals and small businesses, and encouraging people to live out their God-given assignments. Today, Erin and I circled back with one of our Bay Area conference speakers from last fall, Rachel Wade. If you were at the conference, then you know what a powerful message Rachel has to give. And if you weren't, then let me be the first to introduce you to her. Uh, This conversation will get you thinking about your in-process story uh, that has led to your calling and what to do when you question everything. And toward the end, she shares something about surrender that all of us need to hear. So be sure to stick around till the very end. And with that, here it is. Well, hey, Lead Bold community. Welcome back to our Lead Bold podcast. I'm Andrea Coley. I'm here with my co-host, Erin Hanley. Hi, Erin. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. And now I hate to do this to you, Andrea, because we did cut this out in post, but it's because Andrea tried to say podcast instead of podcast. But you should know that everyone everyone makes mistakes, okay? And we are here today before the Lord to try and be our best selves. I called I I it a cod past. And I, we're, there's no, there's not even a C. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, my word. You guys, I can't even. Just, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> We're going to just new year, new us, new year, new us. And it's not a better us. I'm afraid. (laughs) Uh, Well, hopefully, as you guys know, by now, we just love to have fun and be ourselves. And one of our big rules is we don't really edit that much because it's just a real conversation because we're real women doing real things and we're over trying to show everybody just the good parts of us. So, hey, welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're with us. (laughs) We be here and be excited. Okay. Anyway, on to our amazing guest who will hopefully help us get our stuff together and not be such goofballs. Um, Rachel Wade, so good to have you. Glad you're here with us today. Oh, hello, Andrea. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Man, I am thankful to be here. And I don't know if I'm going to make the goofiness go away because that is who I am. Uh, I love to laugh. And so I don't know if I'm a good guest to have if you're trying to be serious and have it all together. No, I mean, obviously you're going to fit right in with us. Uh, and and we know that you already yep. do. Um, for those of you that don't know, Rachel was one of our keynote speakers at our Bay Area Fall Conference this past fall um, and was 
amazing. Everybody just resonated with you so much. Um, really, I, we were extra glad to have you because as some of you may know, uh, you were a little bit of a last minute ask because of a situation that our other speaker had and you just so graciously and beautifully came in. And I had so many people just say how much what you talked about resonated. So thank you again for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. It was so fun to be a part of your team that day, like from beginning to end, everyone from volunteers to the attendees, um, to my time speaking on detached living and leading. Like I loved every bit of Lead Bold and I love what you all are doing. So thank you for allowing me uh, the opportunity. Yeah. So we want to jump into our questions, but um, we are recording this late January. I know it's not going to come out for a little bit, but um How's January treating you? Are you doing better than I am at getting words out correctly? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, January is treating me well. And I think that's because uh, the me of early 2023 put something into place to start my 2024. And that is starting with rest. I actually just got back from a rest retreat in Dominican wow. Republic and it is, I've never done anything like this. And let me tell you, I am grateful for the me of 2023 that said yes to this, because of course, when it came around in the beginning of January, I was like, why did I do this? I have so much going on. The kids <laughs> yes. just went back to school. I'm about to go back to seminary. You know, all the things are starting to happen in January. And it was the exact reason why I needed to get away. I needed to rest. I needed to start my year with pause to be with Jesus and among his women. And it was, it's been a great start. It's awesome. Kudos to you for like, exactly. I love those like moments where you're like, past me knew what they were doing. Future me needs to get with yes. the program. Yes. And I was like, why? But I did. <laughs> that is so good. So was there, tell us something that was like one thing that was like a surprise gift to you other than just that it was and that you made it happen. But in the, in that time you set aside, was there any surprise gift for you that God had? Yes. He redeemed many moments for me. So what I mean by that is sometimes we think that like when God redeems or when he does miracles, they're just these big, amazing mountaintops. Let me tell everybody the story. And those are great. We need those stories to be shared. But when I, when I say that he redeemed moments for me, he was bringing back memories from my childhood, places of hurt, um, just little conversations that I hadn't even thought of in forever in little moments. And he allowed me to remember and he could and he was replacing it with something joyous that happened and it, it's just so interesting how that happened i was there with a group of women women of color um on martin luther king day and as i was there the memory from when i was in second grade uh, my teacher was reading uh, i have a dream this picture book i'm sure we probably all have read it at some point in elementary school um but i was the only person of color in our classroom and i can remember for the very first time um crying you know as we were on the carpet on the floor and I looked around at my classmates and nobody else was crying and my teacher mm. saw me cry, but she never, she never came up to me afterwards and, 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 and acknowledged my tears. 
I can remember feeling so alone in that moment. And so flash forward to me being on this retreat as a grown woman in the Dominican Republic on Martin Luther King's birthday, um, I felt that that day was redeemed for me with this memory mm. because I felt very seen in that day. I felt very loved in that day. There were tears, but there were tears of joy. There were tears of remembrance. And for that memory to pop up in my brain from second grade when I have not thought about that in forever, mm. it was, I believe it was this a, a sweet just memory with the Lord where he was like, I was in that moment. You were not mm. alone in that moment. I know you felt unseen and alone, but I was with you and I remember that moment. And here's another moment right now where in a sweet, special way, I'm gonna ask you to go back there, but I'm gonna remind you only because it's to show you that I love you and I've never left you. And that was a little mini moment for me of many, that's one story of many um, that happened on that trip. So powerful. Yeah, powerful stuff. Wow. Yes. That's it's that. Thank you for sharing that. First of all, um, I, I, that's, that's so good. Um, I, I think it, it's interesting to me that it was about kind of redeeming some of those memories or that you said so many of them had been redeemed in your story. And this kind of takes us to the first thing we want to talk about is, um, you know, because so much of the work that you do has to do with, walking with people in their stories and stories that are not tied up in a nice, neat little bow. Um, so yeah. can you just share with us a little bit about just the, the current work that you're doing um, and kind of how it ties in with some of that idea of people's stories? Yes, I love story. Um, first of all, um, story is important to us as we read through the book of the Bible. And that's how we remember God's goodness and faithfulness. And I think the my personal story linked with what God has shown me in scripture uh, allowed to birth my ministry, which I lead, which is called All of Us. And All of Us is really grounded and rooted in Psalm 52, 8 through 9, where it talks about the olive tree. It says, I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. The olive tree in scripture means life and peace and love. Mm. And when connected underneath the surface, um, the root system to its source, which is the water, it can flourish in drought-like conditions. And so mm. I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, like this is us, our stories, us as the body of Christ, when we're rooted in you and connected to each other, we can flourish and we can, you know, extend, we can flourish and we, in drought-like conditions, we can make it. And so our stories that we tell, those in-process stories, um, are what just reminds us that we're not alone. And so you think about the times in my life where I have felt alone, or you think about the times where I have felt abandoned, or you think about the times that any of us, you know, have felt like we're the only one. Well, our in-process stories say, no, I'm here right in the middle of it. And I got a sister to my left and I got a sister to my right and we've got Jesus and we can make it. Not only can we can make it, we can flourish. And so that's my ministry. That's the in-process stories that I help women to tell. And I absolutely love it. That's so amazing. And people, I feel like people often, while they don't need permission, sometimes they feel like they need to hear it from someone around them who says, 
know exactly where you're at is exactly what we want to know, right? Like the Lord is constantly at work in, in what's moving. And yeah. um, it's very difficult, especially as, as part of the female population, right? Or for those who identify as female, it, I think there's a, a pressure to kind of feel like you have to have the pieces together before you can tell the whole story, right? As opposed to saying, I'm in the thick of it. It doesn't look pretty right now. And this is the story I have to tell. So it's it's incredible that you're gifting that that freedom and, and the, the word has a negative connotation, but a sense of permission, I think, for folks who are often looking for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think often, you know, we, like I said, we, we do tell the mountaintop stories often, but most of our lives is, is, is in process, right? We're born and then we die. So where we are right now, where our feet are planted is the in process story. And we need to remind each other that everything doesn't have the pretty little bow on top. We want to hear the in process stories of like, I have chronic pain. I am believing that God is going to heal me, but here's how he's meeting me right now. And here's how God is good and faithful right now without the bow on the top. Those are the stories that are going to help us link arms and say, yeah, girl, me too. And now I can walk with my chronic pain knowing that there's somebody else out there, or I can better take care of someone in my life with chronic pain because I've heard your story and I can now um, empathize and, and love them better and meet them in their story. And so there's just so much power in the in process story, the not done. It's the holy Saturday, if you will, of our lives. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about even a few minutes ago, even though we were joking about it, of this this um, permission, like Aaron said, or this place to be vulnerable in what's not yeah. working in our lives, or, as le- or at least is not what we want it to be and doesn't feel redeemed and doesn't feel yeah. like the, the new creation that we are. Um, how mm-hmm. do you... Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about what does that space look like that you create with all of us? Sure. So it looks like uh, many things, but the first thing is uh, just once a month, I release an, a woman's in-process story out into the world. And so I interview a woman um, that God has played on my heart or that I've been connected with, and they tell their in-process story. So those are that looks like a podcast, a blog. Uh, you can find that any and everywhere you would want to listen or follow along. Um, but it also looks like twice a year, and this is what, actually one of my favorite things at All of Us, I do a series called Recount to Remember. And so this is where women in the community get to raise their own hands. It's not me choosing. It's women raising their hands and say, hey, I have a story of God's goodness and faithfulness, and I want to testify. I want to tell it, right? So they go on camera and they share their story. And you've got all these different women from all over the country that are sharing these recount to remember stories. And I love that because it takes courage. It takes boldness. It's a reminder that our stories and how God is moving and redeeming and rescuing and all the things he's doing in our life is not just for us. It is also for his beloved sons and daughters that are extensions of us and into a weary and wandering world. And so it's, it's an exercise for the people in our community to say, oh, I'm not I'm not like great on camera or, you know, but but when God stirs, they find you, you find a bunch of women that are like, I'm not great on camera. I don't do this. I never thought I would tell this story. But here I am. You know, Holy Spirit has asked me to share this story, and that is one of my most favorite parts. Those are the most powerful stories, or the ones that that people are like, "I really don't want to do this." <laughs> yeah, but isn't here that I am. 
isn't that the way it is for sure? Um, yes. So I'm going to ask you this question that is really an unfair way to say it because it's going to put you in a place where you have to sound like you're bragging, but we're going to receive that and be proud of you and be willing to <laughs> testify to the good gifts God's put in us. What, when you think of your own story and your journey to leading this, what makes you just the the just right leader for this ministry at this time? Uh, what makes me the just right leader for this time and, and leading all of us is because I have felt many a times in my life where I didn't have a voice and I didn't have a space um, and I didn't feel worthy enough to share my story. And so it's the everyday woman that gets a chance to be a part of all of us. I Sometimes you'll meet women that you know, and sometimes most of the time you'll meet women that you, you don't know, meaning on a, I mean, I hate to say it, but like on a social media, Instagram, podcasty world that where we elevate more, some voices more than others and more people have more popularity and platform. Um, this this ministry is for every woman because I want to make it very clear and say with a loud voice that all of us have a story to tell of God's goodness and faithfulness. All of us have an in-process story. And so I get to hold the door open and I get to create a ministry in a space that I did not have, that I did not see, that I was not a part of. And it looks like the diverse body, the entire Imago Day that God has created. And that's on purpose as well. I prayed for that, not knowing if it would happen, but I believed when I started all of us, God, I want this to be a reflection of your women, of, of, of the entire <laughs> Imago Day. And so I don't know, right now, I didn't, I, at that point, I didn't even have a ton of black women in my life. You know, I didn't have, but God, I, I just asked God to bring them. God, would you strengthen these relationships? Would you make this a place where every woman, whether they are 65 years old or whether they're 18, says, yeah, all of us is, is for me. And so I'm the just right leader because through some pain and brokenness and things that I didn't have, God, just like, just like you, just like the two of you, and just like anybody listening, uh, we're a part of his redemption story if, he, if we want to be. And I want to be. And so all of us is um, an extension, a tool, a ministry that he has assigned me to in this season uh, to hold the door open to all of his women to be encouraged and equipped in their faith. Well, thank Love you for saying. saying. Oh, go ahead, Erin. Sorry. I was going to say, no, I was going to say, I just, I'm so inspired and um I like if you if you could hear it, it felt like a pin could drop after she stopped talking off the podcast because it really landed with such such gravitas. Because I do think that I love your approach to say I get to do this right, mm -hmm. um, which is so funny because that that behavior of of welcoming in what we feel that God has gifted to us as a charge is a really powerful place to be, and the fact that we're open to that being for everyone because managing ambiguity is not something any of us are good at. And we're so quick yeah. at moving from A to B and a, a, an event like uh, recount to remember is so meaningful because it rem it's the Ebenezer stone. It reminds yeah. us to look back into the timeline and say, God, you were faithful. Even when I didn't think you were, I'm on the other side mm -hmm. now. And maybe some folks aren't on the other side. Maybe they're right in the thick of it, but mm -hmm. helping 
bring that gift to other people, that sense that you had, that managing an ambiguity. I don't know if my voice has a space. I'm not sure what's happening yeah. next. I'm praying fervently and boldly trusting, Lord, that you're going to open the door. And he's doing that. And you are following the charge, which is mm. um, so inspiring and, and so exciting yes, yeah. to hear how that's continuing to grow. It's amazing. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I I think that I can, I can say this because we're all leaders and this is simply true of us is that um while you can look back and kind of be able to testify to that redemption and and having the boldness to do what God's calling you to do and to step into that assignment um it, it we are all still in process, right? Like you said. So mm -hmm. I'm curious yes. to hear um, just because I know that every one of us leaders faces this, where there's these times, these seasons and these areas where we feel that urgency and that boldness, like you said, and then there's other times where we kind of waffle and we second guess and we question and we say, wait, I am the wrong person to be doing this or whatever. Can you talk a little bit about what are some areas where you are growing, um, either in that confidence or just in your leadership capacity or whatever that looks like. And how is that impacting your ministry and your ability to lead well in your ministry? Yes. I feel like I'm growing in so many areas. <laughs> we never stop growing. Like you said, we're all in process, but right now in this very season, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fresh in the game for um, preaching and and teaching. I mean, I think I've been teaching. I've been in small groups and teaching small groups for over 15 years. But preaching on a Sunday and preaching not just at my church, but at other ch churches, um, it's one of my greatest joys and delights. It's honoring, but it's also um, it takes it's practice, you know, and my confidence. I mean, there's so many voices out there that um, are resistant to women even teaching and preaching the word of God, nonetheless, on a Sunday. And so you've got just what's out there, the noise of it all, and then me knowing what I believe, knowing where God's led me to in scripture, and being very firm in the fact that this is a gifting that God's given me. I am a teacher. I am. He will give me what I need for who I am speaking to to point to him. Um, all those things that I just mentioned on some days, I'm very confident and like, yes, God, you appointed me and here we go. And on other days, I'm like, what am I doing? Why do they ask me to do this? I'm, no, I'm not even good at this. What does good even mean? Oh, great. Now I'm making this about me and not about you, God. I mean, there's like so many voices on some days, um, that I'm having to just say, God, give me a sound mind. Uh, but that is an area that. I just am getting, it's a new season for me in that, in that regard, you know, there's, I'm preaching more and that has increased. And so with that, there is a responsibility, um, to revere God's word, to teach it not only with boldness, but, um, that it is biblically based and to make sure that it is, um, honoring to him in every single way. And so there's a weight to that and there should be a weight to that, um, but yeah, I think that's just an area that I'm growing in confidence. And quite honestly, I'm okay if I, I think I should become more confident, but not in my abilities in that the Lord will meet me every single time that I sit down and write a sermon and every single time that I preach it. I don't necessarily know if I even want to get super confident in that because I actually think that that's scary. <laughs> but that's one area that, <laughs> that's, that's one area that, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's like knowing, knowing that I'm called to do this and being very clear that, uh, yeah, I'm always going to need him in everything that mm-hmm. I do, but especially in this specific assignment that um, I'm speaking of. So there mm-hmm. you go. There's one. Yeah. What do you do? So in <laughs> on the days when it's, it's the questions and the doubt and you know, you're, you're reaching for that confidence and that surety, like what, what do you do in those moments to be able to still step into that place and do what you're, mm-hmm. what you've been invited to do? Mm-hmm. I, I confess. And what I mean is I confess to the safe people at my wisdom table that know me that are following the Lord and know what God has tasked me to. And I say, Hey, here is how I'm feeling right now. And I lay out whether in person or over text, exactly what I'm feeling, all of the nasty words that I might be speaking over myself and ask them to speak into me and to pray. And so that's something that I've learned to do. That's something that I do do. I have my people right on deck and they, and and every single time they meet me and they respond and they pray over me. So that's practically what I do every single time. Um, Second thing that I do is I am a big journaler. And so I write out um, a letter. My journals are really just letters to God. That's how I journal. Um, It's just how I've done it since I was a young girl. Um, Every single journal entry is um, a note, a letter to God. And I just write out um, what I'm thinking and and my feelings. And then I think that the thing that follows that is scripture, is reminding myself of um, who God says that I am. I think that that's really important. Um, reminding myself of who I am and then reminding and recalling the giftings that he's put into me, you know, so going back sometimes to my spiritual giftings or going back to, you know, even tests that I've taken like strength finder. I mean, I just was reading one of my strength finders yesterday because I was finding myself um, actually, and it's funny that you asked me that question because yesterday I just got an email about updated shrink finder stuff. And I was having a day where I was like, I don't even know what I do. Well, what do I even do? Why am I even here? You know, (laughs) and that, and going over my strengths, um, reminded me of how God made me and that I matter and that me in this world and how I show up matters. So I would say it's those three things, um, not one special one over the other, but all of them in conjunction. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say to those of you listening right now, um, I'm thinking back to when you were talking about how you can shoot a text or an email um, in that moment to your, you know, support system. And those of you listening right now, if you, if you have not yet identified one or two or three or four Mm -hmm. people that are just, you know, you can literally send a two word text that says like, please pray that that yes. they've got your back and that they're responsive. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I'll confess this. I, earlier today, I was feeling really overwhelmed and the main person that I would normally do that kind of text to, I know she's engaged in something all day. And I was like, ah, I don't want to bug her. And I kind of went through my here, this will date me. My Rolodex. How how old do I sound <laughs> saying that was? I went through my mental Rolodex and uh, <laughs> was just kind of like I had excuses for every one. Like oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And then I didn't text anyone. And so I just want to 
say that, that it's, um, I just want to confess that, that I know how significant that is. And yet I didn't do that like an hour ago. So thank you for mm -hmm. saying that. And just mm -hmm. those of you listening, like figure out who your people are and be that for other people too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Amen. big. We have a, 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 like a, I call it a, like a alarm phrase, like amongst a group of friends of ours. And it says, it says insanity flare where it's like, I'm throwing up an insanity flare. Oh no. Like somebody reply, I like that. I need help or I need you to pray or I need you to talk to me. Um, mm. Because some of those moments are like, you, you, you almost feel like you don't want to. Uh, like, like you said, Andrea, I feel that too. It's like, I don't want to bother them. And it's like this understanding of you enacting what that looks like for others and those being there for you as a sense of support that, that arm of, of the community of those who love the Lord, right? That understanding where all of us know what that feeling is like, and it would warm anyone's heart to be able to be there for you. So that's right encourage you to encourage you to throw up the insanity flare, encourage <laughs> you to be the person who, who answers and sees that flare for somebody else. Like Andrea said, cause yeah. that thought of, I don't want to bother them. I guarantee that for any of us, I know who are on this call who have done that for someone else, we'd love to hear from you and we want to be there. Um, yes. so that goes both ways. And I really appreciate that, Andrea. I'm the same. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't want to bug, bug them, but yeah. it's not, it's so important that you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. And it's a big part of what Leadable is all about is finding those people because sometimes we don't have them in our workplace or at our church because sometimes mm -hmm. the mess is really messy and we need people who aren't part of the mess. So yes, be connected with those people, be intentional about it. Um, we just have a couple minutes left. I can't believe it because of course, Rachel, we could talk to you for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just want to ask this one last question as we wrap up. Um, uh, and I, I wish we had another hour just to talk about this question, but um, you know, all of us in ministry obviously have in tandem with ministry, our personal relationship with God, and that can get, um, really complicated sometimes because as much as they are woven together, they also are separate. And in some ways it's healthier when, or it, it is healthy to have this really separate personal life with God that is not our outer ministry self. So can you just share a little bit about what that has been like for you, your personal relationship with God and how you have um, held that or nurtured that alongside or in the midst of also a very public ministry life? Yes. Um, I think it has to come from first and foremost, like putting him first always before ministry, before any teaching opportunity, before any, all of us interview, before all the things. And so what that looks like for me is he gets the first part of my day, you know, and that's in prayer, that's in silence and solitude. And I have a very healthy practice of surrender. So what I mean by that is I take all the things that he's assigned to me. So my teaching team at my church in San Francisco, all of us, the ministry, um, all the other things surrender and, and literally hold my hands out in the posture of surrender and say, God, I very much love all of us. This is a ministry that you've given me. I'm so grateful for it. But at any time, if you do not want me to lead this ministry anymore, or my time is up, or it's whatever you want me to do, I want you to know that you mean more to me. And you mean more to me than this ministry. You mean more to me than people knowing me because of this ministry or all the things. And that is a great check for me 
to be able to say, do I have this ministry or whatever the other assignments that I've said and surrendered to him in that prayer in its rightful place? Because I think Mm. that there's a big, huge temptation there, especially for those of us in ministry that we're doing good, godly things. And they're things that God has given us. But if we're not careful, we can put those ministries over our relationship with the Lord and that personal, you know, daughter, um, father relationship starts to go to the back. And then we forget that that God, that God dream, the ministry that he gave us is actually his in the first place. And so I do my very best to continue to surrender all the things so that they don't become the thing that I identify myself by or that I've fallen too much in love with more than him. And I've found that that's been a challenge, not so much with all of us, but I'm also currently in my third year of seminary. And you would think, oh, well, it's, it's another assignment for me, right? It's another assignment, but I can very much be in the word for all of us or be in it for seminary, but I have to make sure that I'm spending that individual one-on-one time where I am not producing a teaching, where I am not doing an assignment, that I'm not getting ready for an interview. That's hard to do because time and because our minds will maybe trick us to think, oh, but you're in the Bible, but that's Mm. not my personal time with him. Mm -hmm. So I have learned that that has created an extra I don't want to say barrier, but an opportunity where I have to really make sure that I give God my first, because again, these other assignments could get in the way. So, well, surrender, I, surrender, surrender, yes, surrender. That's yeah. I can't think of a better way. You said everything there. I, I would encourage everyone to just rewind the podcast like, like a minute and just <laughs> listen to all that one more time, because that was so rich. So thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, before we go, um, I know that this podcast is coming out just a few days before you have an event, and I understand that there will still be time to be able to register for that. So can you real quickly tell us about what you have going on that we might want to sign up for? Absolutely. So for any woman everywhere, I say on planet Earth, but specifically if you are in the Bay Area, uh, you are invited to Golden. Golden is a conference for women, all women, all ages, that are welcome to come in San Francisco. My friend Ruthie Kim, she is the leader of Golden, and it is just for us to gather together. It's centered around John 10 that talks about us um, walking out and having the abundant life with the Lord. And I am leading there. I'm on the team for Golden, and I'm also going to be speaking on purpose. And so we're going to be talking about radical purpose, unlimited potential, and faithful influence. We all have it, no matter what stage or age we're in as women, but we are looking to really just unlock that for the women in the Bay Area. So I want to invite you out. You can go to ruthiekim.com slash golden and get your ticket, but we would love to have you in the place. And it's just going to be fun to gather with women from different denominations, different women throughout the Bay Area, but all love the Lord. Um, and we're going to be worship a lot, worshiping alongside one another and hopefully, you know, being unleashed into the world to do what God's purposed us all to do. So I'm excited and you're invited. Awesome. Love Thank it. you. Thanks for telling us about that. Just blessings on you as you guys do that event and minister in that way. Thanks. Well, Rachel, so, so good to have you with us and can't wait till our paths cross again. Um, Thanks for all you shared with us today. Thank you so much, Lead Bold. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, Andrea. (laughs) All right, everyone. Until next time, keep leading bold. 
Well, we hope you loved that conversation with Rachel Wade. We know we did. Uh, Just incredibly inspired by the way in which she is lifting voices from all over our community to share about what's happening in the in-between, where God is at work um, in the process before we're done and before we've begun, what the Lord is doing and and how we recognize his faithfulness. So Rachel, you're a rock star. Uh, Like Rachel mentioned, if you would like to go to the Golden Conference, we encourage you to do so. You can find out more information um, at ruthiekim.com forward slash golden. That's R-U-T-H-I-E-K-I-M.com forward slash golden. And that's in the San Francisco Bay Area. We encourage you to check it out. If you're interested in learning more about us with Lead Bold, you can find us at leadingbold.org. And until we see you next, we hope that God is moving in process with you. See you next time.